And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. We have our episode 10 recap slash, I I should say, uh, episode 11 preview uh, on this Sunday today. Normally, we are on Wednesdays, but due to Thanksgiving plans um, and stuff of that nature, we are recapping on Sunday. So happy to be here. We'll be back on Wednesday episode uh, recapping episode 11 like normal, but wanted to get something in before then. Um, what's up, Ryan? I'm happy to be here. We're coming off an unbelievable episode that I honestly wish we were able to podcast right after and podcast uh, live Wednesday night because that would have been an unreal recap. Instead, we're going to recap today. Dylan, I'm doing well. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving yourself, although I think we had two Thanksgivings, one on Thursday and, and then one on Wednesday night because I think we feasted. Um, this was, hands down, in my opinion, the best episode of the season as we will go over today for a multitude of reasons. It was, this was classic Survivor. If you're an old school fan, this is what you want. There was no gimmicks, no advantages, no whispering, no twists. It was just pure Survivor, and I loved every minute of it. Yeah, it, it was a great episode. Um, now, before we get into it, of course, just want to remind everyone to like this video, subscribe to this channel. Uh, be sure to also uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Soul Survivor Pod. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple. Subscribe there, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else that you listen. Um, we're so happy that we continue to have all these new fans that are coming in, um, new fans of our podcast. You know, love to see it. Love when people interact and watch live. Um, so like normal, every Wednesday night, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back right after the episode on this this upcoming Wednesday night for episode 11. But again, wanted to get this in before the episode uh, next week, especially given of the how big this episode was. Um, and like you said, it was a great episode. Um, normally, again, we go through chronologically. I think we could, you know, we could still go through chronologically a little bit later in in the podcast. But I want to talk about the vote out, and that was Shan going home uh, tonight in this episode. Um, now we kind of knew that Ricard and Shan eventually they were going to turn on each other. Um, we have been seeing throughout this entire season um, confessionals with Ricard, confessionals with Shan saying, I know I can't go to the final two. We, I know we can't go to the final two together. We know, you know, as good players of this game that we're going to have to vote each other out eventually. And, you know, in that episode, they were really, really hammering that point home. And that led me to believe that uh, one of them was going to be in trouble uh, that that night. Um, and obviously with Ricard winning immunity, it seemed clear that Shan was in big trouble. Um, you know, Sh Shan is somebody who, you know, I've been very critical of recently. Um, I was a huge fan of her in the pre-merge, but I think that she kind of blew up her own game um, in the post-merge. And I think she was so overconfident um, from what happened in the pre-merge that she kind of thought that she was, you know, in control of everything. She thought she was untouchable. Um, and that led to Ricard having... Um, what was a pretty, you know, easy blindside in terms of the fact that he didn't have to worry about her. I mean, I, I guess I should say they did worry about her playing the idol because they were able to split the votes, which, by the way, we'll get to that after. That was a genius plan. But um, if you had to pick, you couldn't have picked a more perfect time to blind somebody, blindside somebody with an idol. I mean, it was absolutely perfect execution from Ricard. And the only reason he was able to pull that off is because Shan was so overconfident and he sensed that. So um, Shan is somebody that I definitely think we will see back again um, at some point, whether it be a second chance season, whether it be a returnee season, whatever it be. Um, but I, I want to, you know, give a hat tip to Ricard for a phenomenal, phenomenal move. 
Yeah, as as we um, go through the episode, both in terms of tribal council first and then chronologically as we've been doing it, if we have to open up by giving the eulogy to Shan, I think we can both agree that Shan, like up until now, this really was, you know, Shan's season. I mean, obviously we had a lot of other key players in the game, such as Deshaun, Ricard, you can argue the pre-merge, we had JD, um, but Shan, this was really Shan's story from a lot of different perspectives, from Uwa to her relationship with Liana to the post-merge where um, they make the core four alliance and then Deshaun gets frustrated with her. So Shan definitely was the star, not just in terms of her as a character, because I think she's an amazing character. I do think she's also a great player. I do think, obviously, her game wasn't perfect. We saw some uh, some flaws here and there, which is why I agree with you. I think we will see her back and I would love for her to get another opportunity to, um, you know, correct some mistakes and prove that she can really get to the end and become a great winner of the game. But yeah, no, this was really interesting. I think we saw a lot of Shannon in the episode, a lot of confessionals, and we try not to read the edit too much, but I, I had the sense, like you said, if Ricard wasn't going to go, I had a feeling it was going to be Shan. And I think the the show did, did it justice where uh, we end up with a three. Uh, it was actually really brilliant from Erica. Uh, three, three, two vote. And then she goes out unanimously on the, um, on the revote. And then you kind of get the, that swelling music. And it's really um, just like, it, it hits you like, wow, Shan's going to go home here uh, in eighth place. So no, this was really good. Really great stuff from Shan overall, but uh, I can't wait to dive more into this. Yeah, for sure. And this definitely had a, uh, th this had a little bit of a, uh, Tony extortion type episode vibe to it, to me, um, for Ricard. I think that it was a brilliant move. Um, but I also want to give credit to the person who ultimately came up with the move, uh, with the, I should say, um, foolproof plan. And that's Erica who had the plan to split the votes, um, between Liana and Shan. And this way, if Shan had pulled out an idol, then it would not be a problem. Um, and Liana would be the one that would end up going home since they split the vote on the revote. Um, this is Erica. Erica had a, had a huge night for sure. She's been somebody who, uh, you know, the first few weeks that we were kind of complaining that we hadn't been seeing, we kind of sensed that she could play and we weren't seeing anything of her. And slowly and so slowly, but surely she's become more and more involved in the season. Um, and I actually think that she's doing very, very well for herself. I think she's in a good position to get to the final three, um, especially because Ricard is probably going to trust her and Ricard's probably going to want to go at the end, uh, to the end with her. Um, I think that the, the, what, that what could ultimately hurt Erica going forward is the fact that one, she is now a threat to like, like as, as we've spoken about in the past, um, when, you know, Abby Maria was voted out in season 31, she was voted out because people said, People want to bring her to the end um, because they think they could beat her. So she becomes a threat. Uh, I think Ricard probably wants to bring Erica because he thinks he could beat her. Um, and that makes her threatening. Plus, she's also pulling off great strategic moves. Like, I don't want to I don't want to uh, undersell Erica by any means. You know, that's not what I, that, that's not what I'm trying to get at here. Um, even Danny said in the episode, he's like, Erica is very strategic. Like, you see that plan she just came up with? Like, they're very, very wary of Erica. Um, so I think Erica you know, she actually could be, go from being the most under-edited person on the season to becoming one of the biggest threats, at least in the eyes of the players out there. So I do think that, uh, Eric, that, that what could, that is what could ultimately uh, hurt Erica's game. But I think she's doing a great job, especially from somebody who came, you know, from a very quiet spot at the beginning. Yeah, no, no, Ricard and Erica definitely deserve, um, a lot of the praise tonight, both of them. One, for, one for Ricard being that he, um, 
is the one who kind of makes the pu- the push to take out Shan. And I think that as we go through the episode, we'll talk about why he did it. Was it the right move for him at this right time? And how did he do it? Because I think Ricard did a lot of things well here. I, I think it set him up well for the long term. But I also want to go over like, you know, how he's going to be in the short term. Because I think that's actually a bit different. And then, yeah, Erica deserves a lot of flowers here. Um, I, first of all, I love anybody that can create a plurality vote out. You know, plurality means you get voted out with half or less the total votes and uh, Shan gets voted out three, three, two. So three out of eight, um, I guess you don't count the revote, but three out of eight votes technically got her to the revote and send her out. So yeah, Erica and Dylan, the reason why Erica's move is so good here, think about it. The only person that benefits from doing this split vote with Erica is Erica. She's the only person that benefits from this because if you're Deshaun and you're Danny, you really piss off Liana now because you took out her number one ally, but you kind of, threw her into the fire as well with, okay, you're now going to go split with Shan. And if Shan chose to play her idol and caught wind of it, you would have gone home, Liana. So she's got to be mad at them. Um, And, you know, it really only benefited Erica in that regard because she picked up on the fact she was wise enough to say, okay, if we're all going to vote for Shan here, if Shan pulls her idol, I may go home instead of Liana. So this was a safety net contingency plan for her. So I am very impressed that she pulled this off, not only because of that, Dylan, Erica's technically at this moment before Shan goes, Erica's at the bottom because you have the core four of Danny, Deshaun, Liana, and Shan with Ricard as their fifth. And then the stragglers are Heather, uh, Erica, and Xander. So the fact that Erica gets everyone to go along with this is just amazing to me. And yeah, I think for sure. And now you kind of get a sense that, uh, that she kind of flipped her game and she's now not, not on the bottom. I think she has the numbers. And I think that Ricard is going to trust Erica going forward. Um, Cause one, he wants to bring her to the end Two, uh, I think uh, after, you know, a vote like that, he, he, his trust in her has gone up. I think that right now to me, now, again, this could change. This could literally not be true or this could change in that next episode. To me, it looks like that there's a four and a three and the four is, uh record erica xander and heather and i think the three is going to end up being liana deshaun and danny now the question is um i think liana is uh, i think liana we were huge on her early in the season i pretty much think she has no path to to the win unfortunately at this point um especially with shan going she kind of tied she tied she tied her game too much up in Shan, and, and that's pretty much that was pretty much the end of that. Um, so I think Liana is probably consistently going to be on the bottom the rest of the season. Now the question is going to be whether whether Desha- Deshaun or Danny or both of them could figure out a way to kind of weave their way in or form their own group of four to try and vote out Ricard. Because if you're Deshaun and Danny right now, you have to think, and they both know this is true, especially after this vote. You you have to be thinking to yourself. You have to be thinking. Ricard is my biggest threat to win. We know that Dan- Danny was unbelievable in this episode. Not only had Danny played a great game, and we have we have been praising Danny nonstop because he's you know this big guy, a former athlete who you'd expect that will be dubbed a immunity threat, a challenge threat. Um, will go out either pre-merge or you know early in the post-merge, and he has not gotten a single vote yet. So his social game is fantastic, and he knows everything pretty much that is going on. He realizes that Ricard and Shan are the two biggest threats. Shan is gone, which, you know, obviously, so this is a win for him, but now he has to figure out a way to get out Ricard. And this is where Danny, we're at the point where, and I'm, I've kind of been wondering if he's been, you know, I, I know he always says, he, you know, it's kind of against uh, his mantra to, to go less than 100%. 
I'm kind of wondering if he's going less than 100% of the immunity challenges to lower his threat level a little bit. This would be the time to beat out Ricard for an immunity uh, and try and get him out as soon as possible. Because I think it's going to be, I think the next thing we're going to see is probably a face off between Ricard and Danny. And I think one of them could possibly go home next week. So um, that's my prediction. I think, you know, Danny, I think they showed him a lot in this episode. I think it's becoming clear that Danny is going to be a huge threat. Uh, and I think that they're going to get be worried, even though he hasn't won an immunity challenge yet. I think they're going to be worried at his potential if there is a physical immunity challenge that he could potentially win. Um, so I think that's what's probably going to happen next uh, next week, if I had to guess. I think Danny versus Ricard is the next storyline. Yeah, I mean, at this point in the game, now that Shan is gone and you've taken off a big player off the board, it's clear that if you're Ricard, you want to go after Deshaun now because Deshaun was going to vote you out had you not won immunity. So Ricard is going to have to go after Deshaun and conversely Deshaun and Danny, because they realize, okay, Ricard's a big threat. They're going after uh, Ricard, which is why I feel like if we analyze this move from a couple different angles, th this really does benefit Erica even more because now Erica and by proxy Heather are like, the swing boats because it depends on who they go with. Do they go with Deshaun and Danny and link up Luvu again? And do they take out Ricard or do, do um, uh, Erica and Heather realize, okay, Deshaun could be a big threat in this game and we want to take him out. So they're going to link up maybe with um, Ricard and maybe they they rope in Xander as well. So I, I really do think Ricard is a really big threat to win at this moment. I think Ricard, this move set him up well for the end game because if Shan was there with him, I think Shan gets the credit and Ricard doesn't win. So I think long-term, this is good for him. Having said that, I do think this hurts Ricard in the short term. So I'm wondering if he was going to make this move on Shan, should he have waited till seven or six? Because now I think Ricard, as people are saying in the chat, I do think Ricard is one of the biggest threats, if not the biggest threat in this game currently. So can he survive uh, up until the end game? That's going to be the next biggest question. And then before you go on, I wanted to also agree and say that Danny has been amazing this season. Um, I, I, if he makes it to the end, I hope he gets credit for his social game and the way he's playing the game because he's, I think, a lot smarter than people give him credit for. I just hope that Deshaun um, doesn't get all the credit and Danny just gets tossed to the side. Danny has no votes cast against him. He's the only player this season with not a vote against him, which speaks um, volumes to his social game right now. Yeah, for sure. So we've kind of gone through the vote a little bit. Um, now I want to get to, oh, you know. Actually, I, I have one quick question for you. Sorry. Sorry. One more question. Here we go. Sorry, one more question because the the weird thing is that, you know, we always record this after the episode, so it's just our first thoughts. Now we've had like a few days to kind of let it all sink in and we've, and we've watched other podcasts and now I have a million other things in my mind. Before we go through the episode, let's rewind to last week, Dylan. I think it's been proven now, if we want to play armchair quarterback, I think it's been proven now that taking out Nasir was the wrong move for Shan there. And maybe that's what maybe that's what Ricard wanted. Maybe he wanted to like weaken her a little bit to take her out this week. But if Nasir's in the game, I guarantee you this does not happen to Shan. This whole thing doesn't happen. I think that Nasir being there would have really helped her out. So I think at the moment we were like, oh, was it smart to take out Nasir? Yeah, Nasir's a big threat in this game. I think that really did help Ricard. I think that Nasir not being there really hurt Shan this week. Yeah, I, I think the seer also would have like taken he would have taken the target off of Shan in terms exactly. of in terms of the fact that like you kind of like he would have been the target. Like that it would have been as simple as that. And that's it just shows the importance of having shields and a lot of the people in the past, whether it be Jeremy or whether it be other players who have kind of realized that, even Danny in this in this season, um, who have realized that you need to surround if you're if you're if you're a big threat, you need to surround yourself with other big threats in order to take the target off you. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you that that was definitely the wrong move to take out Nasir. Um, 
Now let's move on to our chronological order of the episode. We'll run through the episode, everything that happened, you know, get a little bit more thoughts here and there. Um, so the episode starts out after tribal, uh, people are explaining their moves. Um, there, you know, Ricard explaining this in-depth plan, how Shan needs to use your extra vote. Um, I, I, you know what, uh, in this scene where they're kind of explaining the vote, I assume this happens after every tribal council, but the way Ricard was explaining it, like, how could you not look at that if you're a player sitting there and be like, I'm scared of what, what this guy could do. Like, like that, like that to me is like, wow. Like he, he is a huge, huge threat. Obviously he's really smart. He kind of laid low at the beginning, but he's, you know, out in full force now. So that was really my only takeaway from that scene. Um, but then we get into, you know, other, other aspects here, you know, before we have their uh, reward challenge, we have, you know, Erica and Deshaun talking about the threat of idols in the game. We have, you know, Erica who wants to make a big move and take out a Shan um, and kind of break that up. Shan not trusting Deshaun. And then there was that great conversation between Deshaun and Shan where they were, it was kind of a, the moral dilemma. And that's like the biggest, that's like the biggest, like the core, core thing of survivors. Like, you know, obviously they were talking about whether or not to, you know, go with their four person alliance that they had between Shan, uh, Deshaun, Danny and Liana, do we take that four to the end mm-hmm. or, you know, cause we want four, uh, four black players to make the final four. Do we do that? Um, mm-hmm. Cause that's what we morally think that's what we want to do in our hearts, but our, our heads are telling ourselves differently at the end. This is a game for a million dollars. At some point you have to be selfish if you want that a million dollars. And I think that's what makes survivor so great. So all this uh, pre pre reward stuff was pretty great. Um, I yeah. just want to get your thoughts quickly on. Yeah, I, I think this is like I was hinting at earlier. The re- one of the many reasons why this was the best episode of the season. I mean, I, I could try to be hyperbolic and say one of the best episodes in a long time, but no, it was just so great because this goes back to the, what you were saying that this is core survivor. So when people are saying on Twitter or online, oh, you know, this conversation was like I, it bothered me, or or I don't like them talking about this. Like this goes back to seasons one and two. 20 years ago like you can kind of align this with things like and i'm saying like because there's a lot of other examples you know in season two the biggest thing that happened in australia is colby has to choose do i take tina because i think she deserves it more and she's a better person and i'll lose the game maybe or do i take keith and keith is not liked and i will probably win and I'm debating what's better for my game and what's better for me as a person. And we, I'm not going to spoil it, but we know what, what Colby chose in Australia. So, like, that's what Survivor is about. It's the moral decisions and saying I'm put into this um, setting with a group of people I don't know. And I come into this game saying I'm going to play a ruthless game. I'm going to stab people in the back. But then you get there and you make genuine bonds with these people. And you say, can I really cut them? to win a million dollars like that's what survivor is at its crux which is why this was so powerful because i do think it's a and this is why deshaun was getting emotional and confessional because he's like i i want to do what's best for that cause but i don't think shan is and he's right shan is not good for his end game because shan could take him out and also i think if they get there together i think shan would win so this was a really really interesting conversation to see and um, you kind of had that, that that whole Cold War thing as well, like not just with Ricard and Shan, but with uh, Deshaun and Shan. You're like, okay, when is this going to eventually break out? And we saw it break out this episode. Yeah, and I think this was a you know this was a big scene. Again, we don't like to read. I don't want to read into the edit too much. I think this was a big scene for Deshaun. Of course, um, it, it had it had it had the type of feel like 
you know, he very well could be in that end game, whether he's, you know, no matter who he's sitting next to it, he could very well be in the final three. Um, and that could be a big talking point on the, you know, to the jury is like, I had to make this huge decision. Mm-hmm. And to me, if I'm listening to that, that's like that, you know, to me that that was like an amazing um, moral dilemma. And I, I thought, I thought that was just a great scene um, by survivor for sure. Um, now it gets to the reward challenge um, where Ricard wins. He just seems to win every challenge these days. <laughs> and and they go to the Survivor pizza place, whatever, whatever it was, um, where they got to stay overnight. Um, and here you have um, you have uh, Ricard and Shan at this place. Um, well, actually, I, I don't want to jump there yet because first we had a scene before before they yeah. get there, get to mm-hmm. the reward. But uh, Ricard, I just want to talk about quickly Ricard winning the reward challenge and who he selected. I think this was brilliant social game by him. Um, he selects, so he wins the reward challenge. He selects Shan, Heather, and Xander. Um, based on who he was aligned with, you probably would have guessed that he takes Shan, but you definitely would not have guessed that he takes Heather and Xander. Um, if you're Ricard right now, one of the main things you have to do, if you're going to be this big threat, if you're going to make these big moves, you have to make sure that the players like Xander and Heather, who could be on the outside right now, are willing to gravitate towards you instead of Danny and Deshaun. So this, this to me was a phenomenal choice. Um, and I, again, very, very small detail this episode, but another great play by uh, record here. It's interesting. I, I go back and forth because, uh, well, well, first of all, number one, I think we've said this in the podcast before. If, if I'm, in, if I'm playing this game and I'm in, in the, uh, in the end game where it's individual challenges for a reward, I'm throwing all these challenges. I, I do not want to be the person who is picking anybody because that gives Number one, you can pick the wrong people because you never can know what people are thinking. Someone may say, oh, it's fine. Don't pick me. I don't I don't mind. And then other people are like, I'm going to vote you out now because you didn't pick me. You can't understand everybody's reasoning. So that's why it's so hard to pick the exact right people unless you're like a – like a Rob or a Kim where you're in the – you're, you're going to have the numbers no matter what. So it doesn't really matter. But number one, it just hurts to pick people. And I just feel like I would never want to win these challenges. I mean, yeah, you could say, okay, we're all hungry out there. We, we want to win food. Although I hear the Fijian pizza is not that good. So maybe it's not worth, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's not worth um, fighting for. Brett LaBelle would say that, but it's like, I would want to get picked. I would want to get picked instead of doing the pickings. That's number one. And then number two, to go into your points, I, I liked I actually don't know if I loved all of his choices. I mean, obviously you have to pick Shan. If you don't pick Shan, that's just bad because then that gives her reason to really go for you. I mean, heck, I'm wondering if Shan doesn't get picked there and she finds out about this plan to get rid of her car, does she even tell him or does she just let it happen? So he had to pick her there because they've been together since day one. That's a no-brainer. Heather, I can understand her reasoning, his reasoning because he's like, Heather hasn't eaten. Heather hasn't been on a reward. Fine. Same thing with Xander. Xander has given up his, his shot at immunity. But... I just think, and if you see from confessionals, Danny's like, he's playing the game. He's picking up the outsiders. And yes, you have to be someone like a Rob Sesternino where you're picking up the outsiders to get the numbers. That's great. But when everyone sees it that way, you come off as a big threat. And I feel like if I was Ricard and I had three picks, I'm curious if you would, if you would have picked the exact same people that he did. Definitely Shan. I understand you pick Heather to split up Heather and Erica because they could strategize together. I would have picked one of Danny and Deshaun. I feel like picking Xander there really got Deshaun and Danny's minds working. And I think obviously if Ricard hadn't won immunity there, Ricard could have easily gone home. So I, I definitely think there could be an argument made for picking Deshaun or Danny over Xander. But I think that 
Danny's mind was probably turning that he's playing the game anyway. And Deshaun probably knows Ricard's playing the game anyway. So he figured it was probably best to make the attempt to get the outsider instead of like, he probably figured like, all right, it's a wash either. Either I, you know, take Xander and their minds churn even more or their minds are still churning. And, and uh, we, and we take one of Danny and Deshaun plus uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I think that, I mean, look, it maybe would have been good to split them up. Um, so I guess it could be made, the argument could be made for either way, but I think it was fine to take Xander, um, long-term, uh, but I want to move on here. Uh, and this is where you kind of get, you know, a lot of strategy talk from Danny and Deshaun. And this was a big, big part of the episode for Danny where, you know, he realizes this is where, as he said, he realizes Ricard is a threat. Um, and it weakens Shan to get rid of Ricard, um, obviously. And then they talk to Liana about it. And this is, this is what I'm talking about in terms of Liana, um, she always felt the need to go back to Shan with information like this, um, which ultimately sunk her game. So for example, when Danny and Deshaun came up to Liana with this plan to possibly get out Ricard, why would Liana go and tell that information to Shan? Um, ultimately it, and it leads to her getting left out of the, it leads to her getting left out of the vote ultimately. Um, I mean, I guess she had the relationship with, with, uh, I guess she had the relationship with Shan, so they probably wouldn't have included her in the vote anyway. But I just think that Liana was, you know, she kept talking about wanting to play her own game, but at the same time, it's like she was too tied to Shan to kind of play her own game. But I thought that, you know, this was kind of good Danny and Deshaun strategy talk, who, by the way, I'm pretty sold that Danny and Deshaun want to go to the end together at this point. I don't think that they have any plans to turn on each other at any point. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I I think right now that's what the edit is telling us. I mean, we saw them on day one. I think they were the two that got the uh that that did the sweat or savvy challenge together. So I, I could see them going to the end together, but I wouldn't I would not be surprised if I see a, a confessional at the final five where they go, Ooh, Heather's still in this game. Ooh, Erica's still here. I wanna I, I could see them splitting up, but I for the time being, I would agree I don't see it happening yet. Um and, and this is so interesting from Liana because this is another reason why this is a great episode. I don't think Survivor would be as fun if you had 18 game bots. If you had 18 people who are students of the game, all playing hard. Because, yeah, I mean, listen, that would make great gameplay we, and we would love to see it. But you want to have some of these people as well who are going to make decisions not based on strategy, but the strategies based on their hearts and doing what they – like, Liana, people forget, and I, I hope people don't give her a hard time. Liana is 20. She, she's younger than us. Like she is young and she really made a connection with Shan and she decided, you know what? Okay. If I make this move with the Sean and Danny, I'm going to differentiate myself from Shan. So if I got to the end with her, I can say I made a move without her. So I wasn't just riding her coattails or whatever it is. But then she thinks about it and she goes, but no, I, I made a genuine bond with this woman and I can't betray her like that. I would rather go to the end and lose to her, which, you know, as, as super fans, we would say, well, no, don't do that. It's like, you don't want to go to the end and lose. But that's what makes the show so great because you're going to have players who both want to win no matter what and people who are like, I would rather go to the end and lose with you because I, I am your ride or die. So that, that's why it was so interesting from Liana. Ironically, I and mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong about this, ironically, I think if Liana doesn't tell Shan – I don't think Shan goes home here. <laughs> so that's going to be, it's a very interesting um, parallel universe. If, if Liana keeps this to herself, does if that, and Ricard still wins immunity, does Erica go there? So that's something to think about as well. Yeah, that isn't, that is interesting. Cause obviously the information gets back to Ricard and Ricard starts, you know, getting nervous about stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait to talk about that. Either. 
yeah, that that is really that is really an interesting point. Um, wow, I didn't even I didn't even like think of it that way. But I think I think uh, obviously this is what makes Survivor great is you get a player like Liana who is willing to tell that information, um, and it's really you know it was you know it le- it ultimately probably leads to this plan. Um, now we get to the immunity challenge where Ricard wins. Um, obviously it was, this was one of those, uh, very classic, um, uh, we want to get out Ricard. We want to get out Ricard. We want to get Ricard and then Ricard wins immunity. So that spoils Danny and Deshaun's plan. Um, Shan was all in. So here, here's the thing that I'm kind of curious to, to, to see. And, and this goes back to Shan, you know, kind of being overconfident in her position in the game. So Shan wanted to take out Erica and basically wants the Alliance to stick together, put all the votes on her. Um, they're trying to get Xander to flush his idol at the same time, which by the way, we'll get to Xander. We haven't really spoke about him yet, but we'll get to him. Um, and you know, she's so, so she, you know, with record winning immunity, she wants to get out Erica. She wants to, you know, the original lines of five, put all their votes on Erica and tell Zan don't really tell Xander who to vote for. And he gets nervous and he wastes his idol. Um, this plan I'm surprised that like you get players who are like, um, and maybe she did feel like this, um, but I'm not really sure. You know, you get players who are like, who are like, the plan seems so easy. Like the plan to get to Erica seems so easy. Maybe I should be nervous myself. This to me is kind of what it felt like, what she should have been feeling in my opinion. I don't know if she, maybe she had doubts and we didn't see the doubts, um, but we've seen players in the past like, Hmm. Usually when uh, it gets a little quiet, you know, usually when it seems so easy, it's never that easy. Like that, this could be not, this could be a time for me to play my idol. Just kind of a gut feeling. She seemed to not have any gut feeling. And this is why, again, this is why I think it was such a genius move by Ricard to get her out is he sensed that she was overconfident. He sensed that she was so comfortable in her position. And that's the perfect time uh, to strike. If you're trying to get out one of your Alliance members. So again, I think the dynamic was great here. Um, and well, I, I, would, that- I would say it's it's like, I mean, yeah, you can say overconfidence, but I think it, there's also a lot more to it too. And I think it actually goes back to a couple of other things I wanted to talk about before we even got to immunity where, you know, obviously, well, first of all, at the, at the reward itself, I, I want to just go over that. I loved that conversation between Shannon Ricard. Uh, well, first of all, also, I loved Shan humming her, her Shantham theme out loud and Heather goes, oh, what's that? And Shan's like, oh. Don't worry about it. That was a, that was a great <laughs> thing for the editors. But that was so interesting between Shannon and Ricard because they go back to this whole thing about wanting to maybe work together and go to the end together. But they've also said, and they, they've said very openly, look, I want to fight it out. Maybe we have to fight it out at some point. Maybe we can't go to the end together and we have to duke it out, which is what happened. Um, and they say now is not the right time, even though Ricard decides it's the right time. Um, but I think this is why we see that Ricard is such a power player in the game because he says in confessional, like, look, I like Shan. We never promised each other. And by the way, I, I feel like Shan, another mistake is that she should, maybe should have said to Ricard, I want to go to the end with you. Like, um, I'm not going to come for you ever. I think I think maybe that would have helped out a little bit. But I guess them just being savvy players, they've always been um, open with each other saying like, look, we will work together, but we're not promising each other final two. We will duke it out at some point. Um, but Ricard wisely points out like, look, I know Shan has an idol. And I know that Shan has more bonds than I do. So that makes her more threatening. So that was number one. But then number two, before we you know jump back in time to what you were saying uh, with the uh, initial Erica plan with Shan, is after Liana tells Shan Dylan, Shan then tells Ricard. And it was so interesting how Ricard was like, I'm surprised you would tell me that. 
because you would think, oh, if they're not, if they're, if they're each other's ride or die, they should tell each other things like that. But that clearly that should have been Shan's red flag. Like, uh oh, if he immediately says, I need to process it, and I'm surprised you're telling me, that gave Ricard the reason to vote her out because that makes Ricard realize. Because you're saying overconfidence, and I kind of agree a little bit, but it's more about Ricard realizes, okay, Liana is closer with Liana, Deshaun, and Danny than I am. And yeah, I'm safe tonight, but if I keep them all in the game, then they, they can just vote me out next week if I lose. So they, that's what makes them realize I have to take out Shan here now because if I don't, they can just dispose of me whenever they want. I have to swing it now in my favor. Right. I Yeah, I think it's incredible awareness also, like you said, to kind of realize that he was the fifth in that five-person alliance and it wasn't even close. Um, and even though he was, you know, very close with Shan. He knew that Liana obviously was very close with Shan also. And I think that, you know, a lot of times people don't recognize that they're the fifth person in a five person Alliance. A lot of times players don't care if they're the fifth person in a fifth, in a five person Alliance. He, him realizing that at the time was, was again, just a great, just a great executed move. Um, and then obviously, you know, Erica, you know, realizes the plan brings in Deshaun and Danny and, you know, splits the vote goes three, three, two and gets Shan voted out, which we already discussed. Um, now one thing I, I kind of want to talk more. So instead of just kind of like, you know, talking about this move even more, which you already discussed, I do want to talk about, you know, the players left in the game, you know, especially cause it's a Sunday and it's not immediately after the episode, we've had time yeah. to digest things. Um, I kind of want to talk about the, uh, every player left in the game, all seven um, who we think, um, has the best chance to win what how we think each player is positioned um, right now in the game mm-hmm. um, you get started off uh, I the question I'll ask you is just you know you can get started talking about anyone I kind of want to talk about Xander first and because sure. we, we can go in any order you want it's fine yeah it was a, it was a quiet episode for Xander very quiet um, for Xander. and I thought that was interesting but at the same time quiet for him right now is good um, based on him having two advantages what are your thoughts on Xander going forward and what does he need to do going forward in order to get to the final three and win this game? Yeah, well, I will try to not read the edits because obviously, and you, okay, really quickly, you want to know why I'm saying I'm not going to try to read the edits? I think the editing has been so different this season compared to others that I think that they might want to switch it up on us. So like, listen, I'm not saying Heather's going to win because she's, she's not, but like, I, I think that I can't dismiss Xander with an edit type of thing um, because they could just be tricking me and whatever. But anyway, because also Xander was so big in the edit early in the season. And even in the early merge, he was so big. And then he had such a quiet episode. I'm not saying that, that that disqualifies him, but I'm wondering why would he be so quiet this episode? Meanwhile, on the flip side, Erica was not shown at all in the first four. And Erica's gotten more and more screen time every week. But besides the point, going back to Xander, um, Xander is obviously still a big contender in this game. I think he's one of the... Um, I think five people. He's definitely one of the main contenders still this season. He still has his idol at final seven and his extra votes. Um, The fact that he didn't play his idol. um, I think Steven said he he has like diamond hands. Like like this guy, he (laughs) is, is not like phased. The fact that you didn't play your idol here, you know, either means he has good reads or he's like, I'm going to just try to hold on to this as long as I can. Cause now next week at final seven, he either wins immunity, which he could easily do because he's good at challenges or he doesn't win, and he can play his idol then. And so you can pencil, unless Xander somehow gets blindsided, you can pencil Xander in for at least final six, maybe maybe final five. But in terms of his prospects of winning the game, Dylan, I just don't think he gets there. Because if we still have final four fire making, unless he wins that challenge, no one's going to bring him to the end. And I think that if he loses immunity, his, his idol goes bad at final five, 
I think Xander could be our fifth or fourth place finisher. That's just, that's my gut feeling right now. If he makes it to the end, I think he will win the game because people respect how he played the game just because he was an underdog the whole time with Yasa. But I don't know. Maybe you could tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong or you agree, but I just feel like the way the show is setting him up right now is that he's a big player in the game, but I just think he, he falls just short. Yeah. I think to me, Xander was, Pos- I, th- I thought, you know, we both thought that Xander was getting a fallen angel at it, basically the entire, you know, most of this game to the guy who, you know, plays tons of advantages, plays a great game. I saw a lot of Malcolm comparisons to him, uh, play, plays a great game, a uh, fan favorite, exciting to watch. Um, and then, you know, ultimately like he doesn't he either, you know, he doesn't ha- either have the connections to get there or he doesn't have his bishing in the game is not as good he you know mm-hmm. loses the final challenge or something i think he's almost guaranteed to go to fire making if he were in the final four um because why would um, again, again we don't know for for you know somehow some way next thing you know it could be if record if record danny uh and deshaun and xander are the final four then maybe xander doesn't go to fire making but i doubt that's going to happen um so I'm going to assume right now that Z- that Xander goes to fire making if he makes the final four, uh, where obviously he could either lose there, he could win his way in, which again would make him a huge threat to win the game even more so. I think Xander's path to winning right now is he probably needs to... Xander's path to winning right now is he needs to use the idol correctly and he needs to use the extra vote correctly. At least one one of the two he needs to use correctly to to swing a big move in his favor. Um, because I would say he needs to get out one of the big players, either probably either Ricard or Deshaun, um, and like own that as his move going forward. Um, I think that as as he holds on to these two advantages, I think that the likelihood of that happening increases because there's less people. So if you have an idol at final seven, I think there's a chance that he uses it correctly. Let's say he loses immunity. I think he could possibly use idol correctly there. The only thing is everyone's going to see it coming. Now the extra vote, if he somehow could hold the extra vote to final six, obviously final six is a three, three type thing. Um, Can you imagine if there was an extra vote in the final six of Cambodia, how that everything would have changed? Like, like an extra vote at final six is so, so huge and so, so powerful. So which, is, I think, which, I, which I think is even more proof why I don't like advantages because <laughs> the, the Cambodia final six would have been way less interesting and crazy of an episode with the no votes ever cast if there was an extra vote there. So I think, right. I think that, that just proves the point that you don't need advantages. Right, so. right, right. Um, but yeah, I think I think he has a lot of opportunities. My guess for why he had a quiet episode is simply because this was not his plan. Um, and, you know, I don't think there was a reason to hear any of his perspective on this at all, in my opinion. Like I'm, I kind of think that uh, maybe maybe it would have been cool to hear like why he was so intent on not playing the idol, um, but other than that, I think he had a quiet episode because this wasn't really his move and he kind of just laid low. Um, yeah, next week at final seven, he has to hope that Ricard and Danny and Deshaun, you know, go back to each other and start fighting it out. And then he can just kind of like slink back and just wait for something to happen. Now, granted, they could both come to an alliance temporarily and say, let's just get Alexander and we can go back to fighting each other. But his best hope is that, um, and granted, he can put that out correctly. I hope he, I hope he can do it. But like, he has to hope next week that the um, Ricard and Danny and Deshaun starts firing at each other. That's what, that's what, that's his biggest hope at this point. 
Yeah, for sure. So in, in terms of other players, I mean, we, it all looks like we're, it looks like records in the, in the best position right now, but you know, like you said, the editing has been very deceiving a few weeks ago. It looked like Deshaun was in the best spot. Now where it's, it's a little bit iffy on that. Um, then a few weeks before that, it looked like Shan was in the surefire best spot. And then, you know, that all changed. Um, I'm kind of, you know, and I heard a, a, a theory that maybe Ricard, um, and you mentioned this before, maybe Ricard, you know, pulled the classic voted out your person too early and and now he's more vulnerable than ever so i think that you know this could all flip up very quick but right now i would have to say that you know record is probably the best spot to win um and deshaun as well i think danny um people are going to start to realize he's a big threat but he also is a major player in this game as well yeah i think ricard is in a good position to win if he's at the end of the game because the shan vote out you see what happens and granted shan did the whole classic ricard you have my vote if you're there which I, I don't know if she like, cause that obviously puts a target on his back now. Cause people know if he gets there, that's one guaranteed vote. Um, and I'm not sure if she did that to kind of put a target on his back or if Shan like was, was just being genuine and saying genuinely, I love you. You have my vote. You're fine. And then she's like, Dan, uh, D I think D meant Deshaun or maybe it was Danny, but D you're a snake. Um, but I do think Ricard's in the best spot. If he gets there, my only fear with Ricard, and I think he's playing an amazing game. I've loved, I've loved watching Ricard over these, these last two weeks between him getting on Sham this week and last week, him switching the votes to Nasir. I thought Ricard has been doing an amazing job. Um, my only worry is that like you just mentioned people saying with theories, you vote out your ally too soon, and then you become the next biggest threat. And we saw this happen all the time with Edge of Extinction. Someone gets voted out. This, like, like for example, War Dog takes out Kelly. War Dog was out next. Oh, because because Ron Ron uh, Ron Clark takes out War Dog, and Ron Clark goes out next. Like if you set yourself up as the next biggest target, you might get picked off as it goes. So if Ricard gets there, I think this sets him up beautifully to win. But I'm wondering, will he get there? Like like that's the question. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, you know, a major question mark. If he loses immunity, he's in trouble. Now, one thing I want to talk about as well um, is it looks like we are going to have a major twist next week again. Um, Now, when we get now, now, when we now, when we get to the final seven, it gets a little bit even more sketchy when you're doing a major twist like that with only seven people left. I'm a little worried what could happen because we could be talking about, you know, I, I, I have no idea what the what the twist is. You I don't heard know a what... rumor. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it on the air because I, I know you like to be unswelled. So I'm not gonna say anything. Like, it could also be a fake rumor. But um, like, here's the point though. We just had an amazing episode. We do not need twists the next week to ruin what we just had. And Dylan, to your other point, you asked me who are the contenders this season, and I can tell you right now, and I think you would agree. Ricard is a contender. Deshaun is a contender. Danny, Xander. And Erica, I think any of those five could win. And you might be surprised to hear me say Erica, but I think Erica has come on very strong. I agree. And this is hinted at because Deshaun earlier in the season's like, oh, I'm going to throw a challenge to get rid of her. And it doesn't work. And now it may come back to bite him in a big way because Nasir won the challenge for them. And Erica had the hole at uh, the uh, when she smashed the hourglass. She's like, I'm, I'm a lamb. I want to become a lion. Those five can all win. I Unfortunately, I do think Heather and Liana are drawing dead at this point. Heather, just because she hasn't done much and Liana might be seen as too close to Shan, but those five can all win. Do not ruin it next week with a twist that ruins one of these contender's chances. And by the way, Jeff, I'm going to say this one more thing. Big twists, instead of shaking up the game and making people make big moves, it has the opposite effect. Big twists make people play more conservative because they're more likely to stick to their numbers and vote as things naturally are than try to outthink the twist. So I sincerely hope 
we don't have a bad episode next week with the big twist because we just came off an amazing episode this week. Yeah, I, I look, I don't know what the, I, I have no idea what this twist is. I am hoping that we don't get, you know, as we saw last time with, you know, the the merge uh, merge twist. I'm hoping that we don't get players immune who shouldn't be immune. I'm hoping that we uh, don't get players who should be immune, not immune. I hope that we don't get, you know, all of a sudden Xander's advantages don't matter anymore. That would not be great either. Um, you know, because then what are we even playing for? You know, that's that's kind of how I feel. And I have a gut feeling that it's probably going to be something like the merge twist and I don't like it. Um, so we're going to have to see what happens there. Um, but clearly a twist as big as that at the final seven can completely switch up everything we've said so far on this episode. I mean, it, it doesn't make me feel good that in the preview, because again, the preview likes to mislead us, but it's it's fact that Jeff says the words, there's going to be a twist and it's a dangerous one. I'm like, why? Just why, Jeff? Like again, and, and I, I hope, because again, I know Jeff's on Twitter. He said earlier in the season, don't at me. He said like, if you complain, I'm not going to read it, but you know, he does see what people write. And it's no secret, Dylan, that, and you and I have agreed on this all, all season, there have been great episodes this season, and there have been bad episodes this season. And it's no coincidence, and you can talk about like a direct relationship, indirect relationship with stats, but it's no secret that the best episodes of the season have been this episode. You could argue last week. You can argue the Tiffany vote out, and you can also maybe argue like the JD vote out or whatever it is, but those are the best episodes of the season. You also can argue the worst of the season is the Hourglass uh the um, and then the one where brad, brad brad went home because there was like half the episode was all about the advantages and stuff like that so it's no coincidence that classic survivor is always going to outweigh advantage heavy survivor and i hope that because even though season 42 will be kind of very similar to 41 because they filmed them back to back i hope that any feedback we, they get from the season they take into account for 43 so yeah i i do agree with that i'm again i'm worried about something um, again, I don't know what the twist is. I'm worried about something where people with immunity should uh, are not immune or something like that, where it gets switched up like the merge. Um, where okay, like you could not participate in this challenge and get a huge advantage. Um, well, here's your advantage: you're immune. Like I like you know like something like that would be like horrible. Like all right, you're being told you could you know that's kind of what the hourglass was like. You're being told you have immunity, but you don't. I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I do have another question for you. Um, so just while we're talking about, because because now like we're, we're previewing next week, we're talking about the end of the season. We're at the final seven. We only have. I'm looking at my calendar here. We only have this week and next week's episode on December first and December eighth, and then the, the finale is on the fifteenth. So we're almost into the game, and we kind of went over who are the contenders at this point. Uh, in terms of the twists as well, because we've been talking about the advantages and twists. Do you think production is? Um, do you think production is a little unhappy with how shot in the dark turned out? Because at this point only Sydney has used it and it didn't save her. It actually kind of made her go home in a way. And at this point we're at the final seven to my memory, you can only use it up until final six at that point. Cause you have a one in six chance of being safe unless for some reason you can use that five, which I doubt, but only one person has used it. I want to ask you, Dylan, do you think it, we see it used at least again? Like do, will we see it happen again? And do you think production is like, this was a, a flop of a twist. I honestly keep forgetting that it's a thing. Exactly, and, and that's the point. That's the point. Um, and honestly, I didn't even remember until you mentioned it that it was a thing. I don't think anyone's going to use it because we're at the point where the numbers where you need your vote. Um, but I think that it's like a good hail mary to just keep there because why not? It's a good, you know, uh, it's a good hail mary, and obviously it hasn't broken the game yet. I, I guarantee you, we could see it again in forty two, especially if they were filmed back to back. 
And especially if no one uses it this season besides Sydney, I can see Jeff going back to the, to the table in between 41 and 42 and saying, all right, guys, we got to do this again. No one used it last time. Maybe someone will use it next time. And then if it flops in 42 as well, maybe we don't see it come back in 43. Right. But right. I just think that to your point, you forgot about it. I think that's the mark of a bad twist where it's like, if a twist is great, we'll talk about it. If a twist is bad, like the hourglass, we're going to talk about it. What's the what's the, what's the worst case scenario for producers, Dylan? It's ambivalence. Like you have no you have you have, you have no thoughts on it because you just forget right. about it. That, that, that's the that, that's where because this is a show. We all want like a clean game, like a clean game of Survivor. But this is still a show at the end of the day, and the producers want people watching and talking. And we're going to talk about the good and the bad. But when it comes to the forgettable, that's where you've kind of missed the mark. Yep, for sure. Uh, any other final thoughts that you have before we wrap up here? Yeah, uh, let me share my final thoughts. And then again, if you have any questions in the chat, if anyone's still watching, please post them and we'll go over them really quickly as we start to wrap up. I only see actually one question so far and we already answered it, Dylan, is what do you guys think about the twist next episode? We kind of just gave our thoughts yep. on that. Yep, I yep. have, I think I know what the rumor twist is. Dylan doesn't know what it is, so no specifics, but we kind of just went over our thoughts and we hope, we hope it's not game breaking. Uh, but yeah, if there's no other questions, Dylan, I would just end by saying, once again, this was an amazing episode. Um, again, just make sure the players are, you know, socializing, they're strategizing, they're weighing game versus uh, heart. It's a moral decision. And just keep giving us episodes like this. This was an amazing episode. Yeah, I completely agree. I, had, I you know, I love this episode for sure. And just want to remind everyone to be sure to like, this video subscribe to this channel if you haven't already follow us on twitter instagram at soul survivor pod be sure to subscribe to our podcast apple spotify um links in the description below we will be back on wednesday night for our episode 11 recap back to your normal scheduled programming i, I was really sad that we didn't get to record after wednesday i know you and right. i both had plans wednesday night and then thanksgiving was the next day so we had to delay this uh i would i would have loved and thank you to everybody i know we had like three or four people in the chat thank you for showing up we really appreciate it we actually didn't expect many people on this sunday but we always appreciate your interaction and your um your contributions um would have been fun to see this live after the uh the episode on wednesday and people losing their minds about you know shan is gone oh my god but no this was a lot of fun dylan to uh, recap this with you on sunday yep for sure okay yeah, so other than that uh, after a great episode, we have nothing else for you. So once again, grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.